Welcome to today's episode of The Power of Reinvention. Here we talk with my guests about the dreams, the visions, and the passions that individuals have every day and dare to explore them. Whether it's business or personal, you're entitled to live the life that you want, and no matter what the circumstances, you have the power to create success, fulfill your dreams, and live with passion. That's what I'm talking about. So dare greatly and happy reinventing, folks. Hello, and welcome to The Power of Reinvention. My guest today is Kim Struther. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Struther? You are perfectly. Thank you. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for us to be here. Uh, For those who don't know, I launched my podcast a little over a year ago. Um, It came on the tail end of my launching my book, which happened during the pandemic, and that's a whole other story, but... The fun thing about the power of reinvention is it is a place where I have incredible conversations with my guests who have had aha moments, maybe in the past, maybe they're going through them right now. There are lessons learned, there is inspiration to be had, and I can't imagine who could be more inspiring than Kim. And as I'm going to share a little bit about your background, Kim, with our audience, um, I think they will come to understand why I thought it'd be so special to have you on my show. So thank you. Um, Kim is a celebrity trainer, a health coach, and yoga instructor. Her full circle approach to wellness comes from an underlying belief in bio-individuality and a lifetime of being an athlete. She believes that each and every person has unique needs, that personal differences in anatomy, metabolism, and body composition all influence overall health and what makes you feel your best. And if you would have followed Kim on her Instagram page, as I've been doing from the day that we met at the Summit Series back in October here in California, in La Quinta, um, I am blown away by her energy, her enthusiasm, her just complete joie de vivre, her approach to life. And as a health coach, she is the person you want in your corner. And you and I are going to have to talk about putting me on one of these incredible programs. You're doing these 30-day transformational programs, all these online programs, and we'll make sure that everybody knows how to find you at the end of the episode and in the show notes, of course, because I'm in awe of just the clarity with which you come to this platform of what you do for a living. So there's a lot I want to unpack in this conversation today and uh, just super excited to be here. So I'm going to stop talking for a second and let you get a word (laughs) and say hi. Thank you. That was such a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. And I love that we met at Esther Perel at Summit Series, which was so amazing. Um, So And I'm happy we continued and are here having this conversation now. Thank you. So I always love to start my interviews with a very fun question, which is, who was little Kim? Who was little Kim growing up? Did you have any idea when you were five or maybe 10 years old, what life had in store for you, what you thought you wanted to do when you grow up? What was little Kim all about? Uh, it's so funny. 
I always wanted to be a gym teacher. So clearly I stayed on that track. Amazing. See, that's what's so interesting to Uh, see that connection, right? People are like, I wanted to be a ballerina uh, and I'm a scientist, you know. Yeah, no, I wanted to be a gym teacher. I always, I, I was a gymnast. I think I truly was bouncing off the walls as a child. And my mother, who was not athletic or in sports, had no clue what to do with me <laughs> and stuck me in gymnastics just to get me out of the house and not climbing the right. walls because I actually would climb. I would get in doorways. Oh, yeah. Like I have a nephew that does that. He thinks oh, yeah. he's Spider-Man. It's yes. the best. Yeah. That was me. So she just kind of stuck me in every activity and certainly gymnastics, which really stuck. Um, and I just, I don't, I loved being active. I was always upside down and I also really liked helping other people. So like teaching other people a cartwheel or like, so I always loved that teaching, which was strange at such a young age doing that and not even realizing certainly where right. it would end Which up. Which is pretty amazing. So yeah. has there been like a consistent thread through your life or was, is this kind of now you're putting two and two together that that was very you then, but you've kind of come full circle and, and there was some, a whole lot of other stuff in between. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of stuff in between. I think that it's so interesting to look back and really see that thread through, but I think that, you know, certainly by the time I got to high school, was still really dead set on being a gym teacher. I actually had um, a health teacher who used to tell me, he used to call me Kimmer, which I hated, (laughs) but he used to tell me to dream bigger always. Like you're, don't be a gym teacher and don't stay in this town and, and get out. Like there's something bigger for you. And I never really fully understood it, but at the same time, there was something that, that did resonate. Um, being from South Jersey, I don't know how this happened, but my family was very involved in the Miss America pageant. I really don't talk about this ever, <laughs> but so I had a brief moment in pageants. I love it. Very. Brief. How old were you at but the time? When you have to have a platform, right. 18. Okay. And so I won my town pageant. Aww. It was Miss Mays Landing. <laughs> but you know, you have to pick a platform I know, but you have to pick a platform of, you know, where you want to give back and spend your time. And my platform, I called it fitness for life. Wow! And I was going into schools. And so again, I always had this thread and then certainly I was a phys ed major in college. I did drop out of college. My mom loves that (laughs) and uh, dropped out of college Moved into New York as I was turning 21, got certified by the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and that was now 20 years ago, and started personal training. I ended up modeling in New York, but I was always a fitness model. So there was a a while where I did step away from one-on-one personal training and was really just fitness modeling. But again, I was doing videos and all the shoots I was doing were sports related. And I really believe that a lot, like I wasn't your traditional New York city model who was 5'11 and stick skinny, but I actually, I was working in a gym. One of the editors of fitness magazine worked with the owner would work out with him. So she would see me in the gym. And really that's, I started working because she would see me 
I would always be trading like, you know, Victoria's Secret models right, right. or Sports Illustrated right. models. And she's like, wait, and, you. I, could, I could do a push up. I could do a squat. Yeah, I could, I could kind of do the exercises. And that led me to then fitness modeling. So throughout my 20s, I was always in all the, all the fitness magazines and, you know, all of the Nike and Reebok, all, all, champion, yeah. all the things. But because I could actually run and jump. 86 times on a shoot. And <laughs> right. So it took a lot more modeling. than just that pretty face. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that though, but I do, I find that, that fascinating. Really I know, but it was, but you also got to be on all the different sides of the camera, if you will, which is really interesting because yeah. not everybody gets to that experience. They get the one dimensional experience. They know how to be on one side of it, not the other, or, you know, all these different parts of the business. So it probably also gave you right. a a bit of the purview of the business side as well of the industry from different perspectives, which is really unusual. I, I love yeah. that. And was there ever a time, I mean, God, I was just envisioning you kind of spent most of your, of your life living in fitness apparel. Was there ever a time where you thought, oh, I'm going to create Always. a line of apparel that because I know it and I know what I like. I, like, did that ever come up? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Back in, it was probably 2006, 2007, I was with the Ford modeling agency and Ford had created a partnership with YouTube at the time. And we were a little early to the game, but all of like that, you know, they kind of chose like a handful of models and different girls are doing different things. Like somebody's trying on clothes, someone's talking about makeup, someone's talking about hair. I was doing fitness videos and another dear friend of mine, Tara Styles, was doing yoga videos. And the two of us were like, were the most popular girls on this YouTube channel that was driven and backed by Ford models. And so at the time I was getting millions of clicks on these workout videos and I was having banners running and had an article in business week and was like doing all these things. And, and again, we were so early to the game of, you know, online, anything. And this was on YouTube and Ford ended up not getting the return because again, nobody knew right in ads being run on videos. Yeah. So they ended up dissolving the division maybe after a year, which was such a bummer because had, had we just hung on for a little longer or something, it would have caught on. A little longer, but I was same, like doing all of these fitness videos. And at the time I was really thinking I wanted to create a fitness line. And then oddly, I also was doing fit modeling, which is different than fitness modeling. It's you're essentially a mannequin for, for a brand. So you're a live model that designers are fitting their clothes on so that you can tell them like, you know, the arm is too tight or it's too short in the torso or whatever it is. And so I had such a knowledge of the way, how things were made and how I liked them to fit and how they were fit to my body that I really thought for a while I would create my own line. It's not completely out of the question, but once kind of that whole division dissolved, and I just went back to modeling for a while and eventually fully back into personal training. I, I kind of put that one on the back right. burner, but it is something. I I, and it's now. something that feels like yeah. it could be just such a natural extension. You know, there are people who want to design and develop and, you know, we probably both know so many people in the industry and it's not, it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, but yet Absolutely. it feels like it could be yeah. something. And it's so interesting. I mean, look, I talked to so many people about, 
their careers and their personal lives and their passion points. And when we talk about reinventing your life, mm-hmm. my book is reinvent your life. What are you waiting for? Um, people get to these crossroads in their lives or they have these epiphanies or their aha moments. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, how do I get there? How do I do it? What is that roadmap to get there? And it's not necessarily easy, yeah. but it's, it's viable. And if you know that you're entitled to do something that you're passionate about, it's really pretty wonderful when you get to live your life on those terms. And it sounds like you're doing so much in the health, wellness, nutrition, fitness space, and you are impacting thousands of people's lives, which must be so incredibly rewarding for you every day. How did you build this business that you currently have? I mean, kimstrother.com is the website, right? The platform through which everybody yeah. finds you and finds everything that you're doing, if not on Instagram. But was this sort of a moment, right. sort of that nexus point where you thought, okay, I'm really going to channel all that I know and understand and love about this business and start to really build a very clear path to this platform that I now have? What was that sort of journey like? Yeah, it was actually really... This was, this one might be a long one. However, <laughs> I was, oh my gosh, I'm going to, was like 36 or 34. I can't remember. I no 36. I was going through a breakup. I was living in New York. Modeling was slowly transitioning for me. I got really sick with Lyme disease and had lost a bunch of weight. And so modeling really shifted for me because I was this fitness person. And then I did end up losing a lot of weight from being really sick. So I started losing modeling jobs. I was also, you know, always in acting class and going on auditions for things and always felt, you know, super close to things, but wasn't actually, I booked like a few small parts here and there, but nothing really to hold on to, to really be an actor. Um, And I was kind of at this moment where I looked around in New York and all of my friends were getting married and having kids. And I was actually on the subway going to see a new apartment. And I got off the train and I called my mom and I was like, I'm moving to California. (laughs) I just, I felt like I needed a shift. And I, she really was like, wait a second, I'm getting a new replacement and I need you here for two more months. And so I stayed, helped her through the new replacement. Um, and then moved to California with a couple suitcases and decided to start my life over. And it was really funny. I went to California still thinking like, okay, well, I'll still give this like acting thing a chance. And certainly I had agents for modeling in California as well. So I thought, you know, I'll still kind of do that and maybe I'll get a job again, teaching fitness at some point. I got to LA and I quickly realized that it was not the New York pace and that I needed a job really, really fast. Not at all. Needed a job really quickly. Uh, Ended up getting a job at a group fitness studio, started teaching. And it's funny. I had an agent of mine years prior who was always on me about doing hosting really for fitness. And I could never get it out of my head where he kept saying to me, Kim, the path of least resistance, like fitness, it, it's just fitness for you. Everything that you've done 
involved fitness. So why do you keep fighting this? Like, why do you essentially, you want to be an actor? Like, why would you like fitness comes so naturally to you? And I will never forget. I was driving home from an improv show that I was in that went terribly. And (laughs) I, and it it was, it was terrible. I I was not funny. And I was like, I really need to not do this anymore. And so I, and it hit me and I was like, I need to stop fighting this. And just give over 100% and step away from modeling and step away from acting and just focus solely on fitness. And I was actually reading um, the book, The Surrender Experiment at the time, which really was a perfect, perfect timing. And just gave over and really threw myself back into fitness. Personal was, you know, stepped into personal training, was driving all over Los Angeles. I had no clue where anything was. So I would have a client in Glendale and then Topanga and then Beverly Hills oh and then Venice. And then I would teach in Sherman Oaks. And if you don't know LA, oh God, just know no. that that's I'm, I'm getting hives just thinking of that. And I was spending, oh, crazy. oh my gosh, I was spending more time driving than I was actually working. And, but I really threw myself back into fitness and really and truly my life changed. And opportunities would come and great clients would come and certainly living in LA celebrity clients would come and that always changes things and, you know, started teaching for summit. And I just, doors just opened when I actually stopped fighting what came easy to me. It was like this rush just came in of work and abundance and income, which I desperately needed at the time. Um, And so yeah, that's amazing. It, I guess sometimes you think that, yeah. And I think that I grew up really, you know, I was, this is also something I don't often share, but I was scrubbing toilets with my mom at the age of 11. Um, and working in a park, cleaning pic, like literally cleaning bird shit off of picnic tables, yeah. babysitting, like every job under the sun. And I think I always thought work yeah. was work and it had to be hard. Yeah. And you had to fight for it. And it was this grueling thing you had to do. And fitness in a way was so easy and enjoyable that I didn't necessarily think that that was, could be work. Amazing. And it has by far been the most fulfilling and amazing and constantly taking me like, I had a moment this week where I'm now teaching on a retreat in Mexico next week and I get to swim with whale sharks. It's been on my bucket list forever. And it's like the places that, that fitness takes me to that literally are bucket list moments or changing someone's life dramatically with their health. Like I have these rewarding moments and it's all through something that from such a small age, I knew that I wanted to do, but I fought it for so long. And I just think when I finally gave over to the path of least resistance, thank you, Stuart Kavanaugh, um, it, my life changed. That's incredible. I, yeah. I love what you said. I think that connection and that defining moment where you got clarity about what you thought work was. And how to find that passion in your life and build it. I mean, look, I'm blessed with the fact I've run my own business for 34 years. And it's my playground. I get to do what I want with who I want, 
with topics that I love and that I'm passionate and interested in that stimulate me and excite me, surround myself with people that I like being around all day, every day. And yes, there may be hard work, but it's in a place. I'm so often, you know, looking at my life going, and they call this work. You know, this is crazy. I get paid to do this. I get paid to be engaged in this. I get to really spend my hours and my time when I'm not with my family or my friends. This is what I get to do. And it's really a wonderful thing. And I think, you know, so much of what I do talk about with so many folks around the topic of reinvention is, as I mentioned before, this entitlement to have what we want in our lives. And I love that you're sharing it from the perspective of something that you did have in your life. It's not about a late stage discovery of fitness and health that is so important, Mm -hmm. not only to you, but the work that you're doing, but that that recognition of how that can be the thing that, you know, really does afford you to have the life experiences and to make money and to live your life on your terms. And I wish more people had the opportunity to experience that or to know that they can. And it may take, you know, years to sort of get out of a job that you're in and follow a passion. And it's not going to become, it's not going to come without its challenges. And I'm sure there were moments where you're like, oh, wait a minute, right? How am I paying my rent this month? Yeah, I had a lot of those moments. (laughs) moments. And the risk and the fear and the what am I thinking and the imposter syndrome of who am I to be doing that? So let's talk about those for a moment, because those are very real moments. They were for you. They are for everybody. What saw you through those darker moments? How did you kind of get out of bed and go, I've just got to force myself or it's going to be okay? or, holy cow, how am I going to pay the rent this month? You know, like, how did you get through those moments? What kept you going? Oh, my goodness. I think that... I'm going to give my mom credit here because my mom has that like fighter like in her. And I think I have that fight. And so I never, I never took no. And I, and I worked my ass off. And if I didn't have money to pay my rent, I was picking up another job so that I could, because I didn't have my mom or anybody to ask for to help me. So I really knew, you know, that I had. And same thing when I moved to Los Angeles and essentially restarted my life over. I, and I really was like, whoa, this is a different life. And I'm back to, you know, again, driving all over, driving all over the place, teaching any event that I could and, you know, doing everything possible to make ends meet. And certainly it's stressful. Mm -hmm. I hate to say that, like, I I think given my childhood, I can like thrive in that fight or flight yeah. state, which is not necessarily a good thing, but, but it gives you the grit. It's given you the grit it, to endure those moments and to not yeah, fall apart and know absolutely. like you, you will find a way. And I think that's such an extraordinary yeah. lesson in life. Um, I grew up, I grow up, I've grown up in <laughs> certain cities right. where there is no question that most people have been handed life on a silver platter or some version of a platter, right. maybe not always silver, but you know, a lot has been handed right. to them. Yeah. And I'm so aware and I did not want this for my children. I wanted them to have the grit to learn how to work for something to value 
what a dollar was worth and what it took. I mean, my boys have grown up watching me working for 34 years. I mean, they're 23 and 26, but they know what a hard work Mm -hmm. looks like and they understand and respect a woman, especially, you know, so taking out traditional role models of the past and all of that, like it's just such an important thing for us and it makes us better humans. But You know, I so appreciate that, Absolutely. you know, you, you went through some probably, I would imagine, roller, sco- roller coaster rides of this. Good years, bad years, good months, bad months. Absolutely. And I think we all do, but it's how Absolutely. you pick yourself up and what you do in those moments. And do you go and hide under the covers? And sure, yeah. maybe you do for a day, but then you've got to pick yourself up and right. you've got to figure out how to keep going. And yeah. to your point, if it's taking a second job for that period of time, so be it. But, and, and you had your mom and I want to just, you know, when you said that before, it triggered for me the thought that we all have somebody, there is always somebody in our lives. It may not be our parents. We may not have a partner in life. There is always someone in our corner. And I think sometimes we need to know how to lean in and really lean on people like that in our lives. Um, I talk a lot with people about their mentors and where do you go for guidance and advice? So were there other people in your world as you were building your career and, and sort of building this whole phase of your business that you did lean into that helped you sort of shape a bit of the direction, build a website, you know, where did you go for that support? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I, when I first moved to Los Angeles, actually, I was switching over my website to make it all personal training, no more modeling and acting. And I was actually put in touch with, she is really my angel. Her name is Grace and Grace really helped me kind of, she is so young, so smart. And she just really, I started training Grace and she would just help me kind of like piece together you know, basically all the, all the offerings I had nutrition and workouts and classes and grace really just sat with me and came up with structure of like, okay, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we offer this package? And I mean, she, she's my angel. She's always like, she kind of came out of nowhere and has been with me really for the last six years of helping me always. Like even when I moved back to New York, we, and now Grace is also living in New York. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we I was going to say, wait, can I call um, Grace? <laughs> you know, we like, <laughs> everybody's going to be like, um, can you add Grace's great. name in the notes, please? <laughs> I totally, she really helped me. She's just, she had like, I'm, I feel like I'm really good at, at what I do, but when it comes to like, sometimes that like big picture thinking, I can get a little overwhelmed. And she was just able to kind of take everything I can offer and everything I can do and want to do and then create programming. So my 30 day transformation program, my nutrition program, I really have to give Grace a lot of credit because she really helped me package it all together. And, and then she sits there and puts it all up on my website because as you know, I'm not great with computers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, I love it. But, but that's so often the case yeah. that, you know, people have, you know, I always say, you know, you can make a great meatball. It doesn't mean you should be running a restaurant. 
Yeah. How many times totally. someone's like sits yeah. at the table and goes, oh my God, this food is so good. You should open a restaurant. No, you shouldn't. You should just no, continue no. cooking for people around your table <laughs> because running a restaurant or running exactly. a business is a whole other thing. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean because you're great at one thing that that is going to be your expertise or so running a business. And that's why I ask, like, you've taken your passion, yeah. you've taken what you love, and we've had a lifetime of really feeling connected to it's your happy place. And you've managed to build a yeah. business out of it. And so many people that tune in and listen to this podcast are in a place where they may have a corporate job, but they want to pursue some passion. They may want to leave a job that they're in. They may have, you know, be entrepreneurs and looking for the next aha moment that's going to take them into that next chapter of their lives. And it doesn't mean you have to figure it all out in five minutes. And, you know, there are going to be bumps in the road and there are going to be challenges and you're not going to be great at everything. But Finding your graces, right? Finding your network, finding your partners, parlaying your expertise as you've done with your dear friend and colleague, Melissa, and being able to actually expand your reach and connect with more people and even expand your repertoire of what you're doing because of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Melissa, certainly, you know, actually right before kind of COVID and going into quarantine, I was thinking about building my own app and Melissa just really, you know, was like starting her own app and she was so supportive and giving me so much, you know, guidance and help. And then this is a, this is another moment in my life. I went through a different breakup. <laughs> they seem to be great <laughs> catalyst moments breakup. for you by the sound of it. <laughs> I have to tell, I have to tell you, not that I feel like going through any more of them, but they've been really great transformative moments in my life. Really and truly. Every one of them was really hard. And I am thankful for every single one of those relationships that didn't work out because I always ended up somewhere better than I ever imagined and still friends with those exes. And, and again, grateful for those moments, but I, Basically, I had moved to Denver, really moved all over the yeah. place too, moved to Denver for that relationship. And then in May of 2020, we broke up. I moved back to LA. I had really was focused on building an online business. I'd stopped training people in LA because I'd moved to Denver. And then it was, we're still in lockdown at that point. So I really couldn't go back to personal training. I was having an absolute panic attack. Right. Um, and... I thankfully, you know, Melissa actually at the moment knew she wanted to launch a bigger, a bigger platform with other trainers, but also wasn't there yet to hire people so quickly. And I had a lot of offers from other apps, especially again, during, during COVID, everyone wanted to be online. And so Melissa actually, and Noah, her husband were very helpful with me, with my contract. And I was on a different platform for a little over a year and they gave me, you know, great guidance. And the second that contract was over, I started working with Melissa, which is just like working with your best friend. It really doesn't feel like yeah. work at all. It's so much fun and so grateful for it. And, and really I was working with Melissa for a year and I couldn't say anything because the app hadn't launched yet. Right. So I was working for a year and I kept coming back and forth to New York every month. I wasn't allowed to tell anyone what I was doing. Um, but again, her support and guidance through all of it 
has been incredible. It's incredible. And don't really know what I would do without her. Well, you know, I see the two of you so playfully doing your thing on Instagram. Um, And it just, it makes you want to get in your workout clothes. It makes you want to get on the floor and work out. It makes you realize what a happy (laughs) place it is to be loving what you're doing and taking care of ourselves. And, you know, it's so interesting. We're in February, the end of February, and people, a lot of people made New Year's resolutions, as one does at the beginning of the year, um, who are probably at a precipice now of going, wow, it's late February. And well, that was a great idea. I'm not sticking to it. I'm not following through with what I said I would do. And a lot of people kind of beat themselves up for that. And then instead of staying the course, they kind of retract from what they wanted to do for themselves. So you must hear this, see this all the time. It's so interesting. You're starting this 30-day motivational class or group or, or session series now because it's probably coming at a really good right. time and 30 days feels like it's not too much to take on. So right. what, what right. tell me a bit about what you deal with with that, with a lot of your clients and people that you see in your space. Yeah, so for the 30 days, um, it's both nutrition and workouts. And so I think a lot of times... And again, I think people have a knowledge that I have, I had Lyme disease and it's something that I, I could never say that my Lyme disease is fully gone, but it's similar to an autoimmune that, you know, the better I take care of myself. And for me, that means really eating no sugar, no dairy, no grain. So following a paleo style plan that works best for me and my body. And so I think that with people kind of knowing that about me. Oftentimes I get a lot of people that really just, yes, certainly people come to me for weight loss, but a lot of times people also just want to feel their best. And maybe they have some underlying, is it fatigue or, you know, maybe it is a few pounds that they want off or they're having brain fog. And I think a lot of times people come to me because they can't figure out this one tricky thing Mm. that they, and they just want to feel better and they don't know how to get there. And I think that especially now with Instagram, with TikTok, with all the things, there's, there's so much knowledge out there with diets and trends and what works for, you know, this person. And, you know, you can follow people on Instagram and see, Oh, well this person, you know, eats this way and I should be doing that. And I think that with my program, again, tying back to what you said in the beginning, like I do really believe in bio-individuality. And so I really believe in finding a plan that works for you. So I really take the time with my personal clients to go over their health history, to find out what worked, what hasn't worked, food sensitivities. I often recommend different testing if I think there is some underlying health issue. And then really building a plan that works for their body. So even I can't say like, I wouldn't say that the plan that works for me is going to work for you, but I would take the time to find out what's working for you. Um, and so I think that's maybe what is the differentiator with people coming to me to work personally is that I really make it custom to them and really listen. And I think that's, and you know, even with my experience with Lyme, and seeing a million doctors, I think all the difference in the world, and I guess this could be said for just relationships in general, is listening. So finding mm-hmm. someone that can actually, whether it's a doctor, a personal trainer, a boyfriend, 
you name it, a friend, if someone can actually listen and hear you and respond. And so I think that that's the biggest thing I really try to do with my clients is listen, listen to what's going on with them, listen to what's worked, what hasn't, and then create a plan for them that I know that after the 30 days, they can continue yeah, on their own. And I think that's, and that that's amazing that you're hard. able to sort of help people to get on their way. And I think the, you know, people are so often overwhelmed by, you know, how long am I going to have to work with someone to do something to see results, right? right? And I think it's so true that if you can work with someone for a period of time and, and with the, the knowledge that you have on a personal level and what you've been through, like there is just a lot there to dig into. Um, and it's just incredible that you're able to do this kind of work with people and it must be so incredibly rewarding for you. It really, it really is. And I, it's amazing to, and certainly I, I stay in touch with a lot of my clients after 30 days or some people continue or I do like, I do this one thing called an in-home boot camp where I actually move in with people for a period of time. And so it's. Okay. That, that right there is a TV show in the making. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, has that not come up yet? Cause I see that happening. I mean, this is like, do you remember the super, remember the super, the super nanny that would like move in and help families? Yes. yes. You could be that person. Okay. I think we should experiment in my house. Let's start with mine. Get the cameras rolling. I know a few people in Hollywood. (laughs) I like the sound of this. You do. Right, oh perfect. my God. Done. I love it. Yeah. But it's, it's a really unique experience. Yeah. No, but it's interesting. I, and I think that we need to place a little more emphasis on the whole picture. You know, it's not just the working yeah. out. It's not just the food. It's just the lifestyle of it all and making it really Absolutely. a much greater priority. And I think that, you know, you're, you're giving people a lot of those tools and, just the ability to find the right programs that work for them, which I think is great. Um, so what's, what's kind of your next chapter, like in all of this, what comes next? Yeah. You know, next chapter, it's so interesting. I, I moved back to New York at the end of November. So actually right after you and I met at yeah. summit, I came back to New York and, Quickly in being here, it was the holidays, and then I decided to freeze my eggs, which took up a month. I didn't realize it. Somehow, I I didn't think it was going to be a full month, but it really was. Um, And I feel like I finally now, though, on the other side of it, have my feet on the ground here. I feel that I'm back home and I feel like I can now really, I got through the egg freezing (laughs) and now can really focus back on my business and certainly being on, you know, being on Melissa Wood Health is incredible. And we get to do so many fun opportunities and, you know, thinking about doing all sorts of things with in-person events to not just the app, which is exciting. Um, but also really, you know, I really want to explore doing more retreats. So, and again, picking places around the world that I absolutely love, um, bringing other practitioners in as well. So really creating, these beautiful uh, spaces for people to come and again, not only feel good on the retreat, but leave, leave feeling excited to implement it all back into their life. So similar to what I do with people when I move into their homes, but doing it for more people. 
Um, so really looking forward to doing that, you know, and certainly also really looking and really open right now to what is what's next and excited to see what will unfold now that I'm back in New York. And I just feel like there's so many more opportunities here for me. And I think New York just has that, you know, that it's it, first of all, you're spending a lot more money. So you have to work harder. You don't have a choice. (laughs) And so, but like that, like living in LA was definitely easier. I will say that. And it was very nice going on hikes and going to Erewhon and walking on the beach. But you have to hustle in New York. And I I think I thrive in that. And so I'm motivated here. And, you know, I'm just like excited for what's to come. I love that. Um, I have a fun question that we're going to kind of wrap things up with, um, which is unfortunate, but I know I'm going to see you when I get to New York on my next trip in a few weeks. So we'll, we'll definitely keep the conversation going. Um, but if you could have a dinner party and you had three or four people at your table that were exciting, interesting, stimulating, curious, dead or alive, who would you love to have sitting at that table with you? Oh my goodness. Well, Melissa, obviously we're connected <laughs> yes. at the hip. I always stick my mom at that table. Um, I really love Esther Perel. Like I'm just in, in awe, awe of her and fascinated. Anytime I'm at summit, I'm like, where right. is she? You make everything she's. So I would absolutely love her yes. being there. M- Maya Angelou. Uh, she's a fave. Would yeah. love her there. Um, I, I tend to realize I pick all women. That's uh, pretty dynamic. We like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I'd have to stick my one of my other dear friends, Uba Hassan, at that table. Because the insight that comes out of that woman is just always so powerful. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's nice to take stock of where we've come from, what our journey's been, how we got to where we are, and the gratitude that you expressed both before we started recording this episode for where you are right now and that you've shared on here. I think that it's so important for us to be able to do that and just stop in all the crazy and the hustle and the bustle of life to be able to do that. And I'm just so honored to have had you on my show today to be able to share your story, to share your journey, to inspire people, to find what you're passionate about and try to find a way to make that what you get to do every day. You're entitled to it. You're, you're, you're certainly in a place wherever you are in your life. It might be a five minute reinvention. It could be a 10 year reinvention, but if you really set your sights on something, Thing. It's really possible to create it. And you've definitely validated yeah. that story. So I really appreciate you being able to share that with other people. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been such a pleasure to sit you with you. Too. you t- and also, now I'm just curious if you and I are related, given <laughs> your last names and they're my family last names. So we, we've I got a whole lot of discovery to do. I love it. <laughs> And we will. Exactly. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much. And for those who want to uh, dig a little deeper, please go to kimstrother.com. We'll put all the details in the show notes of how to follow up and reach her and follow her on her website and her platform and reach her on Instagram. And if you're looking for any other motivation, inspiration for
from the blogs, the book, the podcast, the virtual chats, please go to the reinventionexchange.com. It is all there for you and happy reinventing everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the power of reinvention. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Wouldn't mind a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, be sure to visit thereinventionexchange.com to share your reinvention stories, suggest a guest, join the newsletter mailing list, get access to my book, which is called Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, and discover fantastic bonus content with my blogs and listen in to the Reinvention Virtual Chat series. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Please share with a friend. And thank you for listening. Happy reinventing.